to Lifelike Balfour Podcast. I'm Maddie Wasserman. Thank you guys for joining us for our second episode of Summer 2021. The first episode of the summer, if you haven't listened yet, we broke down senior basketball leagues. We did a mock draft of what we thought could happen in the draft of senior basketball leagues. Well, the draft happened. It was great. It didn't exactly go how we planned, but... You know, it was still pretty consistent with what we thought generally. And then we saw the first round of games happen. Each team played one game so far. I'm joined here again by Noodle, who starred in one of the games, but is here to break down all of it with us. Noodle, how you doing today? Doing pretty good, Maddie. Happy to be back, and uh, let's get into it. Right, so let's get into what happened in these first games. So, first of all, to recap the draft, it didn't go exactly how we planned. Eli Greenberger, as we said, went first. That was pretty obvious. And then we said there was kind of a group of three guys, you, Noodle, obviously, Beef, and Avi, that could have gone in any order. Avi ends up going second, which I think is probably the right pick. I I mean, it could have been you, but I think Avi's the right pick. And what we saw in the first game, which we'll get to in a minute— Absolutely. It backed it up. It backed, backed it up. up. For sure. Then you go third and Beef goes four. And again, I don't really think there was a wrong order to no. those three picks. It could have gone in any way. And I think everyone sort of ended up happy there. And then to close that, as we predicted, Jacob Greenberger goes fifth, which is what we said. Yep. And then the six seven turn was a little different from what we said. Absolutely. So Alex Newman goes sixth. Or seventh. I mean, either you can say it either yep. way. Alex Newman goes sixth, essentially. We pegged Alex Newman as a back half of the second round pick, so it's only a few spots ahead. But that was definitely an interesting pick because, you know, he's a guy that's a great second option. Yeah. But leading his team, that's an interesting pick. Then they take Miles Samuels, who's the big guy. And then after that, you go back around. Justin Rubin goes to the team with Jacob Greenberger. Then the team that has Beef Stew gets Jaden Levy, the heat check guy that we yeah. talked about yep. before. And I like that pairing. We'll get to that in a bit. Then your team gets Xavier Jules, guy, yep. explosive player. He's been yeah. awesome so far Fantastic. in camp. Then Abby's team... Gets Matt Hillman, kind of the defensive, do-it-all, scrappy guard. Yeah. And then Eli Greenberger's team gets Tucker Press, Lance Kay at the turn. And we'll kind of get into all that kind of stuff in a little bit. But before we get into the results of the early games, when you just look at the draft, what do you see as the teams that stood out to you? You had a good draft, picks that you thought might have been questionable, reaches, steals. Like, What are your immediate reactions? So I think the immediate reaction of many of us was... Tucker Press went in the second yeah. round, and that was came as a surprise. And as we talked about, and I just want to include this: Leo Hoffman was not in this draft. Yes. He was not in this draft. He will be incorporated into the league in a, at a later date. Yes, later that way. decision was made after we recorded yes. our initial mock yes. draft. So Tucker seems like an early pick, but then you look through who was available on the board. Tucker's got the most upside, and like if Tucker can provide, and we've started to see it, if he can show a little more, then create for himself a little bit, hit open shots that Eli gets him, he's going to be a really dangerous. Um, Second option for Eli. I'm looking forward to see if he can take that next step and be uh, valuable for them. I do think it's interesting. So, Jake Rubin is the coach of this Eli Greenberger selected team. Justin Rubin, just to clarify, is a waiter who's going. He was in this league who we just talked about a minute ago. But Jake Rubin, a waiter, 17. He's a coach of the Eli Greenberger team. You get the first pick, yep. and you get Eli Greenberger, and that's an easy pick. But what I find interesting is he kind of did the thing where he was like the GM that wasn't afraid to make a pick that was going to be criticized oh, by yeah. the media. Like he was, he did that type of thing. We had Tucker press peg. We did him. I think you picked a mid third round of the mock draft, and so. even that was like, oh, like that. That yeah, was yeah. early for him. Yeah. And then he goes even earlier than that, and then Lance K was someone I took in the middle of the third round, and again that was someone where it was yeah. like, well, I don't know, meet me, go third round, maybe fourth round, and these two like fringe third round picks end up going twelfth and thirteenth overall yeah. for Eli's team, and it was interesting 
that he kind of went against the grain, and I respect it in a lot of ways because he didn't have to do that no. at all. Yeah. But he did it, Ruben, and it leaves them with an interesting team. And I think you go across the board. I got to say, like, Mickey, you know, sometimes he can take some slack as a coach because yeah. he's not on basketball staff. He's your coach. I love his draft. I think he had a really, really solid draft because I love the Xavier Jules pick. I know I took him earlier yeah. in the mock draft that he ended up going. I would have taken him earlier. From what I've seen of the court on him this summer, I think he's been awesome. And he's just the upside player that is obviously consistent. But the when you, if you can get an electric game from Xavier Jules, like you're you're set and i love that pick to pair with you i just think i think that was a great team and dylan siegel he takes a shooter kind of a glue guy that's willing to sort of do whatever yeah. he's not gonna hunt shots like i just love that pick. yeah and i mean what i've seen from them and getting with the guys early on like zay is so fast and so explosive more so than i even like remembered it yeah. is ridiculous i give him an outlet and that kid flies up the court and yeah. jumps over three guys to make a ridiculous transition layup and Dylan is unbelievable. I mean, he's a great shooter. He hustles as hard as anyone in the league. And he's a knockdown shooter. And I really think that our biggest strength comes in our depth. Like, we, we really got seven guys that can go out there and contribute. And I don't know how many of the other teams can say that. I think that's really, really valuable and provides for um, matchup versatility, amongst other things. And I think that's going to be super valuable for us, especially down the stretch of the year. Yeah, and I... Think like going down the line of the drafts. The one draft that I kind of like squirmed out a little when you know because the draft happens and everyone comes out, they flood out. We hear it a little. The one I was kind of like, ooh, was you know the team that has beefs to Jaden Levy, Grand Panther, and it's not because of the players on the team. It's because of the fit. Initially, I hear that it's a lot of guys that need the ball. Two guys that really thrive with the ball in their hands. Um, and I think Jaden is a guy that obviously can take over possessions. But he's also someone that might fit with someone that doesn't need the ball quite as much as both of them. But I think what we saw in the first game, and we're going to get to the results in a second, they win their first game. I think I might be getting proven wrong about that, though, yeah. only because I think the offense of that team and the way that they're able to lock in, like, they're going to be the team that has to outscore people. But I think they can do it. Their defense is not. I mean, Beef's yeah. a nice defender, but the Jade taking Jaden and then Grant Panzer, second and third round, you're leaving yourself vulnerable on the defensive end. And that was my initial reaction to that but i think when i saw that offense in real time i say you like i can see how this is going to work and the upside of the team i mean there's going to be games where they're just going to run people off the court the upside is the upside's there yeah i mean i only disagree with you about the fit and here's why Jaden levy knows how to apply himself Jaden levy's not someone that will just score he knows that beef is going to get buckets and he's going to set up beef and he knows Jaden's going to be there for shot or grant's going to be there for shots and he's going to get grant his shots and he knows ben summer's going to be there to work down low i love the ben summer the, pick. i really love the ben summer pick too great pick. and also the one thing i noticed from their first game is they play team defense that is not something that usually happens in leagues I, i'm not really sure how Cater got that to happen so seamlessly. But, you know, Grant lives at home with us. We see Grant play basketball yeah. all year. This is That was the best defense I've ever seen Grant <laughs> play our entire life. I've been friends with him for 10 years now. Um, he was phenomenal, and we were talking about him as possibly a minus on defense. Yeah. He was definitely not a minus on defense. And that is an unbelievable thing because that's a weakness to exploit. If you're going to go at any guy on that team, you want it to be Grant. And if you can't go at Grant, I don't really know how you're going to get at them. I, I agree, and and that's what I'm saying. Like when I saw that team initially, I was kind of like, ooh, I don't know about the fit, but but I think as we saw it play out in real time, I kind of liked it. And going down the list, Avi's team, Avi's Avi's just insanely good. Avi's incredible. And, and Hillman is a great pick because 
Hillman is a guy that just he doesn't he's not going to make mistakes for you no. really. And that's sort of who you need with Avi because Avi's going to be a guy that obviously is going to take shots. Yeah. But defend the defensive potential of that team is that just defensive potential. So let's get into the first game Sheesh. that we're going to talk about today, and that was the team that was Ruben's team versus Buckfar's team. So this is the team with Eli Greenberger, Tucker Starting Press, it Lance off with K. The Barnburner, versus, yeah. yeah, Danny. Game one put yeah. like the featured matchup. Yep. You got all the the so much that Cam watching that yep. game on the big court. It was like a it was a legit game versus the team that has obviously so the number one pick versus the number yep. two pick. It was a game that really exploited showed just how dominant defensively this team with a yeah. team with Avi Pellet, Hillman, and Salty can be. Like the team's defensive potential is just absurd and they shut down Eli Greenberger they made him have an incredibly inefficient game and yeah. it wasn't even his fault because Eli Greenberger could not penetrate no. the paint no. and it was fascinating to see because it was like not something that you expect Eli Greenberger is a guy that we talked about this in the podcast one of his biggest strengths is that he can get through any spot on and the get court his shot and exactly. get his he shot get he can finish through contact that was one of the first times and this and by the way and this includes like 16s against Brandt this is one of the first times yeah. I've ever seen Eli not be able to penetrate the paint. Yeah. It was an insane defensive performance. They were doubling him, tripling him. I mean, and I think two things emerge from this. The first thing that emerges is, first of all, the defensive prowess of a team that has Avi. You said it on the podcast. Avi's probably the best defender yeah. in the league. Hillman's probably another top five defender. Absolutely. Certainly one of the best guard defenders yeah. in the league. And then Salty's Just a, a physical rebounder, specimen. a physical yeah. specimen. The other thing that stood out to me is the help that's needed for Eli. If he's going to be shut down, it's kind of the thing. They prioritize it so much. The other guys, they just couldn't hit shots. That, yeah, that's what and that, it came down and to. And you need that you need Tucker to hit a couple shots, make a couple moves, and just relieve some of the pressure off Eli. I, I have a feeling there'll be more that'll come. But when Eli is getting held up and defended well, you need to have others step up. It, it needs that. It's just basic basketball. You cannot win. If your best player is getting defended and your help is not helping, that entire defense was—they were playing a box and one on Eli. Everything was focused on Eli, and the it other was guys like a box and one, up. but it was like an extreme was, yes, box. Yes, it was one everyone focused. It was like on Eli, yeah, like even the, the people in the zone one. had yes, to focus yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tucker and Lance need to hit their shots and get it going. I have a feeling they will. And it was the first game, and this is Tucker's first senior league game. I'm sure he was nervous. Same with Lance. Like it, it'll all get going. It just definitely. Um, it was a, definitely an underwhelming performance, and I was incredibly, incredibly, not surprised, but incredibly impressed by Avi's performance. The kid's the best defender in camp. He gets all the looks he wants. Hillman's the perfect guy to set him up. I mean, mm-hmm. Avi's The draft, that, the, the book, the Nate Bookfar draft, he had a, gr- he had a great Strong. Draft. I love his draft. Yeah. And I think when you look at this team in totality, you have to wonder for Eli, is he going to have enough help? I just mentioned Ruben kind of went off the board with his picks second and third round, and there's going to be times when the, I guess, are we considered the media? Maybe we're considered the media. Yeah. The media is going to blast you for the picks. I don't even blast him for the picks, but they were questionable. Like, I think they're, like, I would have taken a guy like Salt. I would have taken a Dylan Siegel, maybe in that area, just because I think Eli, like, you can't, as good as Eli is, this is not Evan Glatzer. No. In that, this is not a guy where you could just put a bunch of crap around him and he's just going to score yeah. whenever he wants. As good as Eli is, he needs someone to be able to hit the outside shots where you can't just go like box and one yeah. type of vibe on him. 
that's what they're also, going to. That is so not an indictment of Eli. In it has nothing way. to do with Eli. At all, no. Not being Evan Glatzer is like saying like, <laughs> yeah, but you're not Michael Jordan. Exactly. Like, like Evan yeah. Glatzer is one That's of, what my, one that's of, what Evan yeah, Glatzer like, is Evan Evan Glatzer is one of the greatest players, if not the greatest, to ever come to camp. Yeah. Following as the number one pick, like Eli is a the best player in camp. It's not really that disputed. But he's going to need some help from the rest of his team. For sure, for sure. And I think we're going to see that happen over the course of the year. Like you said, Tucker and Lance are playing their first games at the senior league's level. A lot of people on the court. Just some missed shots. And Lance K, like, that's an interesting pick. You're going, that's a defense and rebounding kind yeah. of pick. He's, like, going to have to be, like, he's like the Draymond Green type where yeah, if he yeah. hits a three, like, he's going to take threes. And if he hits, it's a plus. If he does, you're not, yeah, you're yeah. not, like, when you take the shot, you're not, like, bang. Yeah. So, no. Maybe he'll make some, but yeah. you don't know that for sure. And that's why I think it's going to be interesting. He's such a great defender, though. Incredible I keep defender. Saying an incredible defender. defender. And that's going to help down the stretch because, like, with against teams like Avi and Beef, like having Lance to throw at along with Eli is going to be very valuable. And I think that's that pick's going to be end up. But we're going to end up smiling at that. We'll see. We'll see. So that's definitely an interesting start for Eli's team. Yep. That's his first game. Avi gets the fr- front start and like. I just I love that team. Yeah, I mean, I'll be holding Eli to twelve points. That's, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous when you consider what what would you say? What would you set like an over under for the amount of points Eli should get in the game? At least twenty five. Twenty five at least. Yeah. Twenty five at least. Right. Twelve points. That is an insane. You just got to give credit to the defense. They held him in check, and you got to give credit. Got credit to Bookfar too for oh, yeah. the defense he called, and basically, I mean, like this sounds harsh. Basically, trusting that. The other guys wouldn't hit the shots. Yeah. And they didn't hit the shots. Yeah. So we move on to the next game of the day. We're going to talk about your game next. So you're on the team. Mickey's the coach, right? Yeah. So you, you, you have Xavier Jules, Dylan Siegel. So you play the team that had the sixth pick with Alex Newman, Miles Samuels. I would say, like, I can't really blame the Herald and FEMA team only because they kind of got screwed with their pick. It's a yeah. tough spot to have. I think there was a clear top four. And then I think Jacob Greenberg was a pretty obvious pick at yeah. five. Once you got to six, like you could have gone any direction. Cool. If they took Jaden Levy there, I wouldn't have been mad. No. If they took Xavier Jules there, I yeah, wouldn't have yeah. been mad. Even if they took Hillman there, I wouldn't have been like they could have taken a lot of people at this pick. And what we saw in this first game is there's just going to be a talent deficit when you don't have someone as Newman and Miles Samuels are two guys that are phenomenal number two options, yeah. even like one Bs. Yeah, and but, what I know from talking to them, what I, I think their ultimate strategy was in taking Newman over Ruben to pair with. I think Miles is the right. Miles pick is the right pick for sure, for sure. The big My, guy. I don't think the Miles pick. I think that's a the Miles pick. Like let's say Leo Hoffman, as we get nice sound effects, the bell yeah. at camp. The Miles pick, like when we did our mock draft, had Leo not been included in the mock draft. Miles Samuels would have gone yeah. there. Miles Samuels is the obvious pick there. The question is, out of the three or four guards that you could have taken with that second one, they take Newman. I believe the their pick. logic was that Newman gave you the most upside scoring, more upside scoring over Ruben, which you want from your first round pick, and then also gave you size on defense to help on Eli's and Avi's and Beef's yeah. that Jaden wouldn't have given you. So I think that was their logic. What I've talked to Alex about actually is... He feels more comfortable in a role where he can think about if Clay Thompson just suddenly was the had no Steph, so he was just having to dribble. Remember, I compared him, him on the I compared him on the podcast Came to in. Chris Middleton, yeah. and I think that's the apt comparison, yeah. and that's why I say with Newman, like if you take Jaden Levy, I would have taken Jaden Levy here 
Because I feel like Jaden Levy can be someone that can score. Almost and like can, a CJ McCollum. He can create his own yeah. shot. Even he, Maybe he won't be the best player on the team when it's all said and done. But for stretches, he can create his own totally. shot. Alex Newman thrives. Like last year, Alex Newman was the number two for Glatzer. Yeah. That's the role that he thrives in most. Yeah. And I think that with this pick, it's definitely interesting. And they lose this game to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you flat out, you dominated the game. And they just didn't have the size to compete with you. And just the star power. And I think this is a team that could be a trade team, potentially. I mean, we're yeah. going to get to... I mean, it's one game. We're not exactly at fake... We'll we're not, we're not at by. trade season yet, but it, it flies by. We're almost at... We're not quite at fake trade levels yeah, yet. Not yet. 0-1 does not merit trades. But yeah. like 0-3, 0-4, we're going to start talking about stuff. And obviously no one's there yet. Yeah. But if you had to pinpoint a team that is it's a little concerning, it's definitely this one. And the, the two points I want to make, the first one is that Miles Samuels might be the most improved player in this league. One of the, he's up there, yeah. He's up there. He Insane took that next step. Yeah. I mean, there were drives where he came in on me and came downhill. And it like, clicked. You can tell a lot of it clicked for him. Yeah. There, were, there were moves that he was making that I know two years ago he was not making. Yes. Like that, he was making big boy moves, and I respect the hell out of him for that. And I have heard some whisper, not to have insider sources, that they may be looking to make some moves already. I don't oh. know if anything's going to come to fruition. Noodle bomb? But I had, noodle bomb, yeah. I have heard a couple of whispers. We'll see if anything happens. But um, right. I, it would lead to some interesting developments. But yeah, it was a good game. Um, they gave a good fight. But uh, you, guys, you guys took the... And, took I, the and your team, like, it's a great team. I As I said with Mickey, like, sometimes Mickey... You know the drafts. He's had he's had drafts that are good. He's had drafts that are bad. I think he had a great draft this year. Yeah, don't sleep on Alex Levy. Kid had nine points. Needed the all nine. Alex Levy, great pick. Like he made some good picks, and I and I like this team yeah. a lot. And I think you guys are definitely you guys are one of the top two or three contenders Hope out so. of the six teams. And then let's just shift quickly to the last game yep. of the day. This game was the Waiters Counselors team. So that's the Jacob Greenberger team. Justin Rubin, Sammy Zarrett, and that team goes against Kater's team, which is Beef Stew, Jane Levy, Grant Panzer. This is a win for Beef's team. And again, it's kind of like, it sounds like a lame storyline to just talk about like star power and scoring prowess, but. That's what, it li- that's what Leagues is. But that's what Leagues is, a lot of it. And it's a lot about like who can create a shot, and not only create a shot, but actually just make the shots. And Beef is someone that you don't always, you don't look at him and you say, like, He's going to create shots for himself and for other players. But when you actually just watch the games, the amount of scoring chances that are created as a result of the way he's able to handle the ball and the way he's able to move without the yeah. ball too, by the way. That's a yeah. thing. Like in leagues, it's not exactly – leagues isn't exactly like the most well-coached like ball movement set plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way Beef is able to get himself open and create shots for other people, like he just understands the game yeah. in a way that I don't even know anyone else does in the league. And he had a pretty ridiculous move where, as even as a big guy, he's almost my height, as he, it was almost like a Steph, for those listening at home who obviously can't see me visualize this, uh, Steph Curry, like, dribbling around and between yeah. three guys, know, between yeah, the yeah. legs, pulled it back and hit a step back three. I mean, Just it was like, absurd. Absurd. And, um, yeah. What and I, he's tall, too. That's the thing. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. He's, he's grown. Like, he's a big guy, but he's doing these, like, guard. Yeah. But he's playing like a guard. And they also, against this team, were able to sit back in the zone. And Beef didn't have to do much on defense. I'm interested to see how that'll shift when he has to go face-to-face with Eli and Avi and myself. But um, the one thing for the on the half the waiters counselors. There's two things I'd like to see them do better. I want to see Justin shoot more. Justin needs to get his confidence back. He needs to get his rhythm, and that he's crucial to them winning games. And I want to see them be more versatile on defense. Jacob stuck with beef the whole game, and you could tell he got gassed at a certain point, which hurt him on offense and defense. 
Justin, Sammy, and I believe there's like Rick Rosenthal's a strong kid. Give him, throw him at whoever their star is. Like, give him an opportunity. See these other guys who like have the uh, physical traits to guard and get all up in point. all up in this other star's faces. Don't make Jacob overly gassed. Like, I don't. I think that you gotta use some versatility and then let Jacob get back down the stretch. Let him do it early, like get in his head a little, see if he can throw off the star's rhythm, and then let him do it down the stretch. But don't in the middle of uh, the end of the first half. Like, he doesn't need to be there. Let let him focus on offense and help on defense. I think that would be a much better strategy for them. And I really hope that they can put it together because those are a lot of great kids. The great Greenberger Ruben pairing has potential, but the long term, like you mentioned, a team looking for a trade. The Ruben pick there, like Ruben. If you put Ruben on a team with you, you put Ruben on a team with beef. I just think with Jacob Greenberger, like. It's an in, it's just like a pairing that, in a lot of ways, they have overlapping skill sets. True. And I'm not sure the fit. It's kind of like I'm trying to think of like an app NBA comparison, but the fits it's just a little bit of an overlapping skill sets in a way, and it's sort of just like they're the ball movement. It's like a little flat. Yeah. Something about it's a little flat. There's not enough penetration. I think that's yeah, what it is. it's like you it's, it's a lot on the, it's a lot on the perimeter. A lot on the perimeter. A lot of just like sort of standing there and like jacking it up. Yeah. And that's something, again, like, you kind of got to go back to the drawing board. Again, like, we're talking about one game. Yeah. If you guys remember, no one's going to remember this. There was a, the first game last season, the team that had Chuck, Bookfart, yes. and obviously It was, like, 19-15. to 15. Like, the final yeah. score is 19-15. to 15. And then after that, the Chuck, and I, the Chuck team just went, the next game they come out and play against Glatzer and Chuck drops, like, 35. Yeah. And they win, like, a game 51-47 to 47 against Glatzer. So, talking about one game this is way too early to make any like this is like this is a peak overreaction season peak overreaction where we are right season. now like we're not saying nothing here is absolute like we're talking about like making trades after one game like yeah. we need to wait a little bit longer but as you said like it's going to be a little different format this year and that the championship is going to happen a lot earlier in the summer because there's yes. going to be a second tournament which we'll get into which we'll get into it a, we'll explain that as it comes yeah. but because the season's going to go by quicker the kind of the trade deadline, all that sort of stuff. Like people need to be thinking on their feet, and I think if you're the waiters, counselors, you kind of have to say, how can we sort of make this team run a little smoother? Yeah. Because the talent on the team is there; it's a deep team. But you have to just wonder how can we get people more involved? And I think yeah. that as we see the matchups come up over the course of the next week, we have some featured games going on soon. Yep, we're gonna ultimately see the teams put up against different settings, and like maybe who knows? Maybe a team will look great, or maybe. You know, Miles Samuels will play a super small guy and just go ballistic. Like we don't. Yeah, and we like, talked about it off yeah. the pod. These every single team can beat every single team given this. Right, right, yeah, because it's like, only six teams. Exactly, no teams going zero yeah. six that, or zero five. That's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on the day. And obviously, this is campus this is in the NBA. Things happen. Kids yeah. are banged up. Kids are sick. They didn't sleep well last night. Like things happen. Yes. And that gets guys in a rhythm. Point. Get guys more confident. And that's gonna happen for each team eventually. And hopefully everyone gets able to have a great season and get rolling. Yeah. So we'll explain the format a little more in depth as we get a little later on. But for now, it's gonna be a little shorter season. You said every team's gonna play round robin against it. Then there's gonna be a big playoffs to culminate it. And I think we're gonna see what happens. It's gonna be a tournament day, I believe. There's gonna be a tournament day. They're kind of trying to blow it out, kind of make it like a replacement because we don't have fourteens this yeah. year 
and 16 is kind of going to blow it out and make it a big thing around camp. And I'm really excited for that. I think it's just going to be great because you said all the teams are pretty good. And the trades, like, we're going to get into that. We're going to have a day. And another thing we're going to do just more as a public service announcement, we're also going to not just hit on senior leagues, but we're also going to start getting some content going. We're hoping to do a sometime a little later this week. We're going to hope to do a lower senior basketball leagues podcast, yeah. maybe even some intermediate stuff. Like, we're going to get into junior, that lower senior leagues. The lower cool. senior leagues that are great. And we're going to get into all that type of stuff. So, we're not just going to focus on senior leagues. And we're going to try to get some more kids on the podcast, yeah, yeah. too. So, we have a lot of content coming up. So, much. Like we're going to, we're just getting buckle we're, up. We're just getting rolling. So, yeah. It's going to be really exciting. I think we hit senior leagues pretty good. Stay tuned for more content and all the sort of stuff that's going to be rolling in all summer long. Noodle, thank you very much. Absolutely. My pleasure. And thank you guys very much for listening to this podcast. Just make sure to keep checking, refresh that feed, check for what we have coming down the line. So much great stuff coming. As always, I'm Maddie Wasserman. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time on the Live from Lake Balfour podcast. <laughs>